on this very cold and and uh, cloudy and gloomy day in December. Um, I want to go back to the struggle of the angel with Jacob, which is to me the nadir of his career, a life-changing experience uh, on multiple levels, both in the literary, the midrashic, uh, the deeper level of uh, uh, when a man changes in midlife and uh, on a spiritual level. So let's just dive into it. And it, the pericope starts with Vayivoter Yaakov Lovado. He's already davened because he knows Esav is coming. By the way, he didn't have to go through Seir. He could have bypassed the kingdom of Seir where Esav lives, but he doesn't. So clearly there is a desire to reconcile himself with the past uh, by meeting up his twin brother, and uh, he sends him the very things he had wanted and surreptitiously, surreptitiously obtained from Isaac, right? Uh, he was now a rich man. He had multiplied in camels and flocks and goats and sheep and wives and children. Everything he wanted in this world from Isaac, he, he, he got. He got the bracha and he got everything he wanted in this world. And now he wants to give it back. He's, he says, I'm going to send my brother the very things that I had achieved. And the Chuas Chain, today I'm starting Hasidish, uh, one of the Talmidim of the Baal Shem Tov said that really his, his intent was that he wanted to bring spirituality down into this world, into the Gashmias, into the world of trading and accounting and stock marketing and trading in animals and cattle. And he wanted to bring it down into this world. He had started off that Yaakov, Yaakov Ishtam Yosheva Holim. He sat in the base Medrash. But now the Chuas Sain says he realizes the two don't go together. <laughs> the two just don't stim. They don't mix. So he's coming back, and he, by giving Esau back the presents, he's basically giving back Olam Hazer. And he says, I, I'm unable to negotiate the spirituality in the, the physical world. But that's the Chuas Chain. But he, he's planning to give it all back to him, and, but he has a strategy. You know, Rashi says he davens, he prepares for war, he strategizes and he leaves his family on the other side of the Jabbok River uh, to protect them, whilst he remains alone. Vayivater Yaakov Levado. Levado, alone. And the Medrash picks up on this aloneness, and I've said this before a couple of years ago. Medrash Yelamdenu says, alone betzidkut. In his, now, tzitkut could be righteousness. It could also mean rationalization, right? He tzodakto mimeni, when Yehuda talks about Tamar, uh, she is more correct than I am. She is more correct in the facts of the case, right? But tzitkus, afbanav, everything that's happening to Jacob today, tonight, in this night encounter with the dark angel, the demon, the night angel, is a siman to his children. It's going to happen to us too. He's an archetype, a patriarch 
So whatever happens to him tonight is going to be mirrored in his children. So too, so too, his children will also be left on the other side of the Jabbok River. They will also be left to fend for themselves without the divine, without anything. And God says, and just because God is the writer, yes, and for the Yilamdenu, and just like I in the future will be alone, as it says uh, in Malachi, Veniskov Hashem Levado, in the hoary future, when the end of history occurs, God will be left alone in his splendid isolation. Kach Yisrael Badad So Am Yisrael is uniquely alone. Now there's difference between loneliness and aloneness, correct? Lonely means I am feeling the absence of a partner, the absence of friendship, the absence of support. Alone means I am self-sufficient in my aloneness, right? Here, the Medrash is moving us from Vayivater Yaakov Levado, he was lonely on the other side of the river without his flock, without his wives, without his kids, and it's moving us into that sense of splendid isolation, aloneness. There was a machlokis between Palmerston and Gladstone in the late 1800s as to British foreign policy, very much like Trump. Nothing is new in which uh, should Britain engage with the world or should it remain in splendid isolation? This isolationist took us right to the brink of the First World War where the argument was was continuing until the first Lord of the Admiralty, Churchill, uh, put a stamp in the war office and said, we have to go in and help the French. The Niska Vashem Levado. And then, ish imo, this ish, this generic person, struggles with him. Now, we know from the Malachim that ish could mean an angel, um, but what is this ish? And what is this wrestling? Clearly, the word ish implies an anonymous adversary because it has no proper name. Uh, and that's from Jacob's point of view. So all of what he sees in the darkness is the shape of a man. Now, this wrestling, Vayeovek, is a very interesting word. The cognate of Vayeovek, he wrestled with him. Rashi picks up the idea that there's a similar root, Avak, which is dust. So they were dusting it up in the wrestling. But I love Jacob Alter's description of this wrestling. The image of wrestling has been implicit throughout the Jacob story in his grabbing of Esau's heel in the womb, in his striving with Esau for the birthright and the blessing, in his rolling away the huge stone from the mouth of the well and in his multiple contentions with Laban. Now, in this culminating moment of his life story, the characterizing image of wrestling is made explicit and literal. <laughs> Such a wonderful reading. It's made explicit and literal. And what is this wrestling? What is happening here? Now, 
Kivan Shero Hakadosh Baruch Hu Shehu Mityarei Me Esav. The Tanchuma says, since the Eibishter saw that he was deeply afraid of Esav, and that's why he had to prepare, and he davened, and he prepared for war, and he strategized. Shalach lo et Michael. He sent Michael lasot imo meriva. He sends Michael to quarrel with him, as it says, vaye ovek ish imo. So the ish here is the angel Michael. Vayar ki lo yochalo, and after they're struggling, and he sees that he cannot vanquish Jacob. And then Jacob, in the middle of the fighting, realizes he is an angel. He says to Jacob something very interesting. He says, you know, if I am one of the original princes of the sky, I am, you know, I'm God's right-hand man, Michael, Gabriel, Uriel, Raphael, one of the four archangels, and I'm unable to vanquish you, you're, you're worried about this, this, this nochschlepper? <laughs> I thought that was just a beautiful medrash. God sends him the angel in this midrashic imaginative dust-up as a gift to assuage his anxiety about his alter ego. You know, Rashi says it's the Sar Shel Esau that he is really uh, fighting, right? The night before he meets Esau, he has this night encounter uh, with the archangel of, of Esau. This, this archangel comes to allay the anxiety of him. Now, it says, Vayeovek Ishimo, Vayar kilo yochal, and he saw that he couldn't vanquish him. Who saw? Did the angel see that he couldn't vanquish Yaakov, or did Jacob see that he couldn't vanquish the angel? And the Genesis rubber tells us, Ein anu yodin minata. We don't know who won this battle. Kilo yuchal. Because it just says Vayar. doesn't say Vayar HaMalach. doesn't say Vayar HaIsh. Vayar Yaakov. It's just Vayar. It's the anonymous. We don't know. Mi Natsach. Who won? Im HaMalach Im Yaakov. Whether it was Malach or Jacob. But it says Vaye Ovek Ish Imo. Mi Nitmale Avek. Who was filled with? We have to go back to that statement. HaIsh Shehoyah. The Ish that was struggling with him. It was in the Nifal. He became dusted up. Ah, from that we see that it was the Jacob that was winning this battle. Okay. Now, So what's the reason that he didn't? I mean, he's an angel. Come on, let's be honest. An angel could always vanquish a man. And in Shir Hashirim Rabbah, you're going to go all the way to the Song of Songs, to understand what's going on. Omar Rabbi Levi, Mashal Archilistus. <laughs> this is a Mashal uh, of a Roman athlete. Shehoya mit Goshesh in Benoshel Melach. So he was doing a wrestling match uh, for the court, to entertain the king, to entertain the court. Tola Einov Lamala. Now they're on the floor, dusting it up, wrestling in this wrestling match. 
And the, uh, the athlete who's wrestling with the son of the king looks up and sees the king watching him very closely. <laughs> and so he disconnected himself from the wrestle out of fear of the king. So since the Malach is dusting it up with Jacob and sees above Jacob the Shekhinah omeid l'mal o miyakov hirpis atzmo tachtov. That's what it says. Vayar kilo yuchal. The Medrash is splitting the two words. Vayar dot dot dot. He saw. What did he see? He can't be he saw kilo yuchal. That's not a visual. That's a tactile. You're in a wrestling match. You feel that you're not going to overcome. Ah, two things occurred. Vayar, he sees that Jacob has the Shekhinah watching him. Kilo yuchallo. Then he withdrew and said, I, I can't do this. I'm too scared. I know it's a brilliant idea of this wrestling match because it's obviously one-sided, right? Vayiga bakaf And he, Vayiga, now Alter says, Everyone makes it out to be a strike. He struck him, Vayiga. The word Naga means what? Touch. It just touched him. It didn't strike him because everyone's thinking he was a big dust up and there's a big thing. So he whacks him. He dislocates his hip. No, the word Nega comes from the word plague or affliction. Naga in the Kal means to touch or barely touch. He barely touched. So the question is, from that bare touch, what has happened? He comes home. So Leia al Yerecho. He comes home, right? He touches him on the, uh, on, 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 in, the uh, in the hip. And, and. Vayikra Yaakov Shem Amokum Peniel. Because and Rashi says, why does the why do we have to know by Because Shemesh has healing properties. The healing properties of the sun. So the question is, why did it need healing properties? And he needed hip healing properties because the pshat is he was limping. He was in pain. He had a dislocated femur. So he was in severe pain. And so God sends him the Shemesh. The only problem with that is the word ordering is wrong. It should have said because he was limping or he was limping on his leg. And the Natsiv, in a profoundly psychological way that explodes this whole story for the rest of us, for all history, comments. He goes, Beheyov Koima, what is this dusting up? What is really the struggle that's going on? And we already told in the Gemara in Chulin 91 that Beheovik Yaakov Imo, that Yaakov's Mida was chesed so when he was struggling with him vayar kilo yochalo and the angel saw that he would not vanquish him 
What should have happened then? Out of his chesed, Yaakov should have withdrawn. But Yaakov doesn't. Yaakov says, Lo ki im I won't let you go until you bless me. What is that about? That is about resentment. And the Siv says, Yaakov is holding on to this resentment. You're struggling with me. My whole life has been a struggle. I'm not letting go until I am blessed. And the Nitziv said something very profound. His midah was Ahava Shalom. Remember his Shlemus. He is the Briach HaTichon, the middle beam. Miktzei El Ketzei. You know, in the base of Mikdosh, there were two sides and it needed a, a support beam. The Briach HaTichon. Well, in, in Kabbalah, Yaakov is the Briach HaTichon that supports the opposite personalities of Avraham's Chesed. And Yitzchak's din, Yitzchak is the father that is withholding, and he is pure, stern, justice, meter, connected, meter. What a father, right? A Prussian soldier. And the father is, you know, Schleimer, Karlabach, come into the tent, love you, Aish, let's make everyone from. And these two opposites, Jacob, the archetype of Jacob, is Shalom. Not peace, but shleimut, integration of opposites, holding the opposites together. That's ahavat hashalom, b'mida gedusha. The Nitziv says in a in a very strong way. Kamosha kasafti alkein kansha hoyolol lanuach. He should have let him go. Let go of the resentment. The guy sells you. I, I see. I can't vanquish you. What are you holding on for? For nocha brocha and nocha a stock market claim. As a result, he was going against his very personality. The resentment was overcoming his deep spiritual inner sense. So the, the hit on the hip is not a punishment. I don't like that word in addiction therapy. There's no punishment, but it is a reflection of the wound of his inability to let go of resentments. In addiction theory, the inability to let go of resentments is the prime cause of the inability to move from step one, I'm powerless over my addiction. Step two came to believe that a power greater can restore me to sanity. Step three, decided to turn my life and my will over to a higher power. 90% of those in recovery can't get past step three. Because step four is a moral inventory of your resentments. You have to wash yourself of the resentments. That's why I miss the mikvah so much on Erev Shabbos. It was such a wonderful tool to wash me of the resentments coming into Shabbos Kodesh, right? damn corona he is punished because he didn't let go and the harchiv dova remember he survived the first edition of the hamik dova by three years so the natsiv had the wonderful bracha to read in print his own hamik dova before he died and he wrote little notes on the side and our cousins about 20 years ago took those notes and put them in a new edition of the Hamek Dovah 
called the Harchiv Dovo. We didn't know about this. Kfar Hasidim in 55, when they first published the Natsiv, the Zionists appropriated him. He wasn't very liked in the yeshiva world. So they published him in 1955. It didn't have the Harchiv Dovo. Here it has it. So if I can read to you the Harchiv Dovo, he says, Bechayav have ragil he adds to his original comment about the Mida of Shalom and Emes and Avat Shalom, and that throughout his life he was used to being very medaktic, punctilious in Avat Shalom. You're so from about that Mida. You're such a frummy. And now you can't let go. I'm going to be makpid and I'm going to punish you. Ugamara Mafareshis in Gemara in Brachas, a famous Gemara in Daf 6. Call Mishe Rogil Lavola Betaknesis Upamachat Loba. Someone who's used to going to Shul and then one day doesn't go to Shul. Hakodesh Boruchu Mashil Olav. God picks up and says, Hey, I'm going to hold you accountable for that. Imla Dvar Mitzvah Halach Nogeelo. Because he's going for a Dvar Mitzvah and you're used to doing it. And suddenly you decided I'm not. Hey, I'm going to whack you. So the, the Natsiv says that he's punished for that. Now, he then says, Vayavorich oso sham, he blessed him there. Vayizrach lo Hashemesh, as everyone says, Le to heal him. Mikaev hamaka from the pain of the dislocation of the hip. Aval az karet hamakam pnuel. Remember the verse started, aval pniel, with a yud, because I saw God, I saw God, panim bepanim, vatinatzel nafshi, and as the narrator says, usually you can't see God, lo yirani hadom v'chai, Exodus 35, when Moshe says, hareni nois kvodecho, at the height of his career, you lo yirani odom You can't just see me and live, right? Here I saw God panim bepanim vatinatzel. Then the statement vayizrach lo hashemesh, and then avar et penuel. The nitzivah says, what happened from peniel to penuel? Penuel is in the plural. Who's the we that saw? He names the place after what I saw, not what a we saw. So he says. The Hutzoleya al Yurecho is misplaced. It should start off by saying, and he was limping on his hip. And Vayisrach lo Hashem, so God sends him the sun to heal him. But it's got him at the end, implying that he was limping on his hip at the end, despite the sun having healed him. Despite the reconstruction hip operation he had, he was still limping. And he picks up on that beautifully. He says, Da'ad ko savur. Until now, he thought, Shetzoleya machmas hakeev. Getting medical here. He's thinking, I'm limping because I'm in pain. I'm limping because I'm in pain. Ukishiyasu hakeev. But when the sun came up, Vayizrach Lo Hashemesh is in the right spot, right in the beginning. He's teaching him something. The sun came up to heal him. To heal him from what? Only the pain. Va'ava al-Penuel, after that, he was left with an eternal limp. He thought, I'm going to walk normally because he's healing my pain. 
Vim Kain lo nitzgabe hamalach. So then I'm completely cured. I'm completely cured. The sun comes up. He heals my pain. He heals my limp. I'm gone. I won the battle. No. The Nitziv says the putting of Vayizrach lo Hashemesh in the beginning applies to the pain. Kasher ova al penuel is in the plural. And nevertheless, he's left with a permanent wound, a limp. Why? Hevin ki ham gam hamalach nizgabe olov ma'at. What an etziv. Proving that the malach was somewhat successful too. Somewhat successful too. In Cain, nizgabru they both won in the match. It wasn't a knockout. It wasn't a knockout. They both had some gains. Very much like British football, right? It's a tie or it's three to two. It's never a knockout like in American. 106 to 30, you know. And that's why Shneem is in the pool. He thought I was the winner, and therefore I call it Peniel. Comes along the Possek and says, Oh no, I only healed you from your pain. Because you both had a success. It's in the plural. You both saw God face to face and won. And from then on, you will be limping. And that limping, he says, affects his generations too. His generations too. Because whatever happens to him, happens to the generations. And that, my friends, is for me the message of the Natsiv. The message of the Natsiv is precisely that no one came away without scars, that in our midlife crisis, as we go through the process of individuation, where we too, at every point in our life, at some point in our life, we come up with our past and our character defects, that step four in the 12-step program, if you want to use that as a metaphor, we have to face our resentments and our character flaws, because that's what it is, right? The resentment is those character flaws that we haven't yet individuated, as Jung calls it, taken out of the shadow, made into consciousness and worked on them. Then we have to go through this night demon, the dark night of the soul, as Thomas Merton calls it. We have to face that night demon. There's so many of the Mepharshim I read online on Arab Shabbos about, oh, Am Yisrael is vanquished and Am Yisrael is this. And then Jonathan Oliver Shalom writes that this is the notion of leadership. We have to become leaders. They ignore the wound that is permanently left. And in fact, the Gemara picks up on it in Sanhedrin and says, what is that wound? It's the Kafyurecho. Really? That's just a clean language for the Gid Hanoshe. The fact that we don't eat from the Gid Hanoshe, the member that springs, that becomes erect, the Bris Kodesh, means that we have a Pagam in that organ of the body. That was the punishment or the wound that's inflicted on Yaakov. 
And what does that mean? Well, writing in the time of the Hellenistic period, Chazal said that was those progeny of Am Yisrael that were Hellenists and withdrew the Bris Kodesh, the try and uncircumcise themselves to become adaptable to the Hellenistic society, the Dor Hashmad. So that that character defect that this desire to participate in the world scene and become like the Goyim, according to Chazal, was the very reason we have the mitzvah of purging the sciatic nerve, the sciatic nerve that in ancient times um, supplied the Gid Hanoshe that we purge in memory of that struggle that Jacob had. The mitzvah that comes out of this struggle is the mitzvah of Gid Hanoshe, which represents the Dor Hashmad in every generation, that those who don't stay true, for me that means don't stray to, st stay true to your inner self, in your desire to be like the others, like the crowd. That we have to work on, because that is a wound archetypally associated with Jacob. So the message for me is, go back, do more work, fix your resentments, work harder, and it doesn't come without that night struggle with the dark side of yourself, the shadow side of yourself, the ish, that dark side of Jacob. Have a wonderful week, and may everyone have the light of Hanukkah to shine in your souls, and may we all get through this through the lights of Hanukkah.